You hear me? Yes, sir. You sound pretty good. You want a mic as well? I am not. I'm on my uh, work laptop. I sh- I'm, I'm working on getting a mic, but uh, I have a headset. I wasn't going to wear a whole headset with, with the mic and, and everything, but this looks, looks good. Bro, the amount of times I've seen you with a headset, the amount of hours you spent <laughs> with headsets on, it would only be right. Good times, good times. Yeah, bro. How you doing though? It's been a minute. Yeah, I'm doing. I'm doing well. I'm doing well. Um, hanging in there, working. It's crazy. It's almost a year that I I graduated um from Penn State, which is which is nuts. It's what October twenty sixth. Uh, two more months, and it's one year anniversary of graduating in uh, Penn State. Like it's 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 wild how fast it, like it went by. Like I, I thought, like yesterday, like I I felt like I was just at Penn State, like going to class and. It's wild how fast times has has gone, you know. Dude, I hear you, man. I feel like ever since moving down here, things have been going so fast, and I want to slow things down, but I can't. But I'm just trying to be present and enjoy it because, I mean, think about it. Yes, it feels like yesterday we were at Penn State living yeah. together, playing Fortnite, and uh, things are different now. Yeah, it's crazy. We're we're grown ups. We're big boys now. <laughs> yeah, bro. What's um. I was looking at your LinkedIn profile. What's going on? What are you doing for work? Oh, so I'm a project coordinator for Intrend. Uh, they are a specialty contractor. Um, they specialize in specialty co- um, construction. So my day-to-day is um, project planning, the construction, and then all the way to closeout. So from anywhere from managing the subcontractors, giving them projects to work on, whether it's commercial or residential, and then once they finish that, it ha- gets back handed to me. I verify if everything's correct. Um, sometimes I will go out into the field and do safety audits and make sure everything's, um, you know, set in stone. They're doing the things what they're supposed to be doing, wearing the protective gear, and then down to if the project is is going well or not. So that's that's my day to day, and that's what's what I'm doing right now. Nice man, Are you enjoying it? Yeah, I'm, I'm, it's, it's the industry that I am like putting my foot into. Uh, it's a really uh, challenging industry, especially with my background. I graduated with an economics degree, nowhere close to engineering and construction building, but I am on more on the business side of things. So I am taking care of the, the business side of things and, and things, how things are cost, bidding and all that good stuff. So that's where I, I'm heading towards. Um, and I, I love it. I, I'm, in, I'm enjoying it and it's, it's good. It's a good place for me for right now. Dude, that's great to hear, man. I remember seeing you in economics and, uh, <laughs> Mitch always makes fun of me because management was such an easy major, but bro, if I were to do it all over again, I'm not even sure if I would go to college just yeah. given the route that I took, mm-hmm. um, for those, I mean, Chris mentioned it earlier, but for those who don't know, Chris went to Penn state. He was an economics major, you know, Penn State is a pretty big prestigious school. So I'm curious of your perspective. I'm always talking about the pros and cons of college, but if you were to do it again, would you do the same thing or would you go a different route? Honestly, I've been, I've been reading on this a lot, especially it also just depends on. So my, from, from my perspective as myself, um, I would still go just because um, of my, the direction I was going to take. Um, at first I wanted to get into the medical field. 
Um, not many people know that. My first job internship slash internship co-op was a pharmacy technician. I, I, I wanted to get into the medical field, whether it's being a, a doctor, pharmacist, or just, just being that industry. Um, and then found out it wasn't for me. Um, it was a lot of schooling. I, like it, schooling wasn't wasn't my number one thing. Like I did well in school, but it wasn't like I got straight A's. Like it, I was far from that. Like I'm not like far, far from that. But like it was just I, I did what I had to do to get by and, and learn what I needed to do and, and pass the class. And then I switched over to uh, finance, and then felt like finance. I was like, eh. I don't know. The the three five GPA um, was a little little rough for me. Um, I, I I came up short three three one three three point oh GPA. It wasn't it wasn't cutting it. So then the fallback was economics, and then economics introduced me to more of a broader uh, world of business and um, financial stuff. So then I wanted to be a financial advisor. Hopped in that. I did that for a year with Northwestern Mutual. Um, doing cold calls every single day during uh, during the summer and then transferred into um, during the school year to managing five classes as well. And it was tough. Um, it was a really cool experience, cold calling, trying to find potential clients um, and managing five classes. But at that time, it wasn't for me. I, I, I felt like that industry I like sales, but that industry uh, particularly was not for me. So then I got into real estate uh, and real estate development. So that's what um, came up when I was doing research on the industry, construction management, construction development, real estate development, did more research in that. And I, I just felt like this this might be for me. I, I have a couple of buddies who are engineering majors as well, and they are doing something similar, but obviously more of their engineering um, degree, more math and, and, and drawing on different beams and, and more detailed stuff. But on what I wanted to do when I was doing research was more of uh, like the, the business side of it, like the money side on developing, growing it, making sure everything is good to go, timely mannered. And, um, and then that's, that's where I'm at now. So that's, Little, little long story short. <laughs> oh, dude, that was really interesting to hear. I remember back in the day hearing that you were in pharmaceutical technician. I forgot about that. That was a yeah. long time ago. But real estate development is very interesting because being in real estate, I don't know a ton about the development side, but I want to get connected with developers. So I'm definitely going to have to pick your brain at some point. Um, are, are you working with realtors um, on a consistent basis in your position or has that work? I am not. So um, at my level, I'm not even close to that yet. I'm just I'm just the bridge from subcontractors to my management team. So whatever I give out to the subcontractors, they contact me. I'm, I verify everything and I, I move it up that, like to the line. Um, most of the, the, the negotiations and biddings are do, done at, at a at a higher level, um, way, way beyond me. Good to know. I yeah, dude. When I posted about sell it like Sirhan or something about Ryan Sirhan, you had responded that you read sell it like Sirhan. You read yeah. Money Energy. I feel like what we talked about in college was Fortnite parties and women. We didn't. We never really talked about you know self development and business so much. Was this always something you were interested in, or 
is this as of recent? When did you really, you know? So this was always in the back of my head. Um, I have my, so my mom owns a whole bunch of rental properties. And so that's how I, I kind of got into it at, at a younger age. But how I picked up that book from Ryan was when I was selling insurance with North, Northwestern Mutual, that book actually kind of helped me. Um, Cause if I replace everything he was talking about um, properties, his, his apartments he was selling and houses, uh, I replaced that with insurance. Like those words with insurance. And I was like using his, his advice on how to sell, how to, how to connect with people um, for them to feel comfortable for them to open up and then sell them and, and how you can provide value onto that. So that's how I found him, but I found him through social media, then found his book. And then I just replaced those words, real estate to insurance, but real estate was always in the back of my head. So it's not, it's nothing new, but it's always been around there, been, been around. That's very interesting. Yeah, dude, I feel like it for me in high school it was pretty prevalent, but throughout college it became a little bit dormant. And then after graduation, it just like took off. Mm-hmm. But that's interesting to hear because yeah, sell it like Sirhan. He mentions that it could be applicable to any industry. And uh, dude, I feel like you would crush it as a real estate agent. I'm not sure if you would be able to like get your license, but for those who don't know, when Chris was working for Northwestern Mutual, he would go out and he would always <laughs> give people his card, just like at the bars. And I yes. thought it was so clever. Um, but dude, I think you could crush it in a real estate position. I'm not sure how that would work around the development side. Um, so right now, so most of, most of the stuff I'm doing, um, it's, it's not too time consuming. I, I still have a good amount uh, of time for myself. And so in the meantime, I'm, I'm actually taking classes right now with a mentor on actually purchasing my first um, rental property. So yeah, that's dope. Um, yeah I, I'm in the process of that. And so so how I I manage my time, especially in this position, is doing my work in the morning. So I wake up at six. I wake up at six. um, I go work out a quick quick little workout, shower, drive. Um, It's about an hour drive, um, hour drive to my office. It's in Kachahakin. So um, I'm sure you know know the area because you uh, used to be up here. Um, Yeah. So drive there, do my work. Um, usually I'm finished around two to three, depending on the amount of work I get back from subcontractors and from my uh, project manager, um, wh- whatever is done, um, given to me that day, I finish it because it's most of it. I, I pick up, I'm, I'm, I'm a quick learner. So from the first day I, I got the job, I was like, Oh, okay. Writing down notes, um, got everything down. And then I just, I just finished it within like two hours. Um, I was talking to project manager. He said the, the previous coordinator took a whole day, eight hours, nine to five. And I'm like, I mean, they probably, I, I don't want to talk on their behalf, but they probably just dragged it out. Um, most of these jobs um, can be like get done in three hours, two hours, um, depending on you, how you work. And if you're not distracted, um, there's so, so many different factors that go into it, but I finished my work uh, pretty, pretty quick. Um, and I'm finished around two to three, head back home, about an hour drive again with traffic. Uh, then I go lift, I go to the gym. And then that's when I cut off everything else. Another hour just to learn, um, doing the classes, reading books, and then dinner time, and then go to sleep. And that, that, that's usually my, my, my day-to-day tasks. Dude, that's great that you know that intimately because... 
so much time can be wasted just throughout mm -hmm. the day, whether it's the commute or in between workouts, whatever the case may be. Exactly. And since you have an hour commute there and back, are you listening to music, podcasts? What are you usually doing? Yes, I'm listening to, I'm listening to podcasts. It's crazy. So um, early morning, I'm listening to Joe Rogan. Um, love listening to his, his podcast. It's usually averages around an hour, but sometimes if he has like a, a pretty interesting guest, like either comedians or uh, scientists, it, it could drag down to two to three hours. So I always split it up when I get there, when, I, when I'm on the way to work, listen to an hour of it, head back, um, another hour of it. Um, and then I just finish it either at night when I'm finished everything I need to do or the next morning, uh, I'm, I'm finishing the podcast, but that's usually Joe Rogan and then some comedy, uh, podcasts. And then I just got picked up with, uh, it's, I'm sure you, you know, of, uh, bigger, uh, bigger pockets, but they're sub, um, podcast, uh, podcast. It's, I'm pretty sure it's, uh, real estate rookies um it's it's all about um people with zero to at least 10 um rental properties or investments in real estate and they interview um people like us like uh full-time students uh, i was listening to one full-time student um in college and he was doing a house flip w without even knowing it until he found podcasts and it was just telling it's just real life stories and i, I like i like how they talk about it and then you can kind of relate, take some stuff that they learn during a way and implement it into what you're doing in, you know, day to day um, activities. Yeah, dude, that's, that's great to hear. I was literally going to ask you if you heard of bigger pockets because yeah. that's where I learned everything when I was getting started, but I only listen to the real estate podcast, like Brandon Turner and David green. I've heard great things about the rookie podcast because I want to buy a property in the next year as well. But I'm curious, your mentor, how did you find him and what is he or she doing for you? So this mentor, I actually found him on social media. Uh, he had, I actually found him on TikTok. So he was doing something similar of what I kind of see myself doing down the line, especially just working on my, my first uh, rental property. Um, his name is Tom Cruise. I'm not sure if you, um, not, not the, not the, uh, the actor, <laughs> but his name, it's spelled T-R-U-Z. Um, but uh, he, so he sells and buys um, Section Eight homes, and that's how he um, is teaching me. So I'm, I'm just learning up under him because how he's doing it. It's whether you have zero or you have a whole bunch of money, you can still invest in real estate. You just gotta re do your research and know the market that you're in. So that's that's the, like the number one thing he teaches, like. Don't, don't be afraid. Oh, you have to be rich. You have to have a lot, a lot of money to invest in these Section 8 homes or, or like a huge property. And that, that's what that's what I've, I've got. And like the first message he, he implemented in our head, don't think about having a lot of money, but you can just do your research. You can even take out um, an FHA loan. I'm not I'm not sure. I'm pretty sure you you mentioned that in your last podcast with Craig. Um, great podcast, by the way. Listen to that. Um, and he, he just he just implements just researching, learning, because don't be afraid because some people are just too scared of just taking that first step, that first action, because whether they heard a rumor or a myth on, oh, you have to have a lot of money. Why would you do that? that that's a waste of time, blah, blah, blah. But they that person that's telling them in their ear has never done it. They just heard it from the grapevine. 
and never done research on that specific market. And that's that's what uh that's what he's he's uh, teaching me, and I, that's how I met him. Dude, so many gems in there. But top of mind is yeah, people don't doubt you; they doubt themselves. They exactly they project onto you what they believe about themselves. So yeah, it's never listen to somebody who hasn't done what you're looking to do. In your case, you can listen to your mentor because he's doing what you want to do. And I'm curious, outside of Section 8 housing, are you planning on buying a property to live in in the next few years? Or what's your idea in terms of primary residence? Yeah, so in the next few years, I was looking at um, house hacking, uh, either getting a duplex or, or so, some sort of um, that type. Um, down in um, Virginia, Washington DC area, because that's um, I think that's where I want to move down to um, the the market for construction management and real estate development um, is pretty huge in that market. And um, I know a couple buddies down there as well that if I do find a, a duplex or something, I can I can rent the other side out to them and and get a positive cash flow and go. Dude. I love to hear all this. Yeah. House hacking is, that's what I'm planning on doing as well, downtown Charleston. And I'm sure DC is very, if you move to DC or even Virginia, it's very cash flow oriented. You can make a ton of money, especially in the short term. Yep. Uh, I'm curious. Like we had mentioned it earlier about potentially becoming a realtor. It's not expensive to become one. You have some time on your hands. If you were to do that and add that layer to your business ecosystem, generating leads, not having to pay a realtor out when you're buying or selling a property. If you were to do that, how would you add it to your system and what would your thought process be around that business? Um, I, that, that definitely did cross my mind before, but I feel like um, down the line, it's definitely going to happen. Um, whether it's tomorrow, whether it's a year down the line, two years down the line, um, depending on where I'm at and how many and how much I learn, because um, I'm still at the beginning steps and, and I have so much more to learn um, within this industry, um, and it's very rewarding if you if you know your stuff, um, learn everything, all, all the little tricks and tips and tricks, and I, down the line, I, I for sure will um, just quit quit what I'm doing with the development side, and then just go full time and in investing and be, becoming my own realtor and then having a whole team, um, and then down the line, property management, um, and then so forth, so forth. Dude, it's there's so much to be done in real exactly. estate. It's it's unbelievable. Like there's so much money, not only just money to be made, but freedom to be had. Like you're getting a taste of what well, you're working like seven to three, eight to three, something like that. Yeah, yeah. Eight to three, and, eight to um, two. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, for me, I didn't like being watched. I didn't like having that, you know, corporate eye on you at all times. So being able to be your own boss, whether it's a realtor, an investor, a developer, whatever the case may be. I'm not sure how you feel, but what's more important to you, the money or the freedom that comes along with it? I would definitely say the freedom that comes along with it, it has to be. Um, if you're in it for the money, it's it's not a really good um, driving motivation um, that because that motivation is, is usually short term. Um, I usually say motivation is short term, inspiration is long term. Um, and I feel like my time, so I, I kind of got a, a little glimpse of it uh, when I was doing selling real, uh, real estate, not real estate, um, life insurance with Northwestern Mutual. I was my own boss. Um, during the summer, I, I just literally, it, I had my own schedule, um, early morning cold calls, try to find potential clients, 
Um, and if I didn't, that that just hurt just hurt myself. Um, I mean, that just comes with just going through a process and everything. But I was I was my own boss. No one really looked upon me besides my managing partner. Obviously, he he wanted to keep all the interns and and um, the part time employees uh, in check and make sure they're on the right track on you know finding their potential clients, um, making money, um, like just help helping their own business, like helping their business. Um, but I definitely see both sides of it now, especially reporting to a project manager. But I feel like my time is definitely more valuable. That's why when I implement me doing work quick in um, the current job I am now to have more time when I leave the workplace to do other stuff like for myself um, is very important. So I, I 100% time over money um, because t- time is money. Yes, it is. Time is indeed money. And yeah, I hear you, dude. It's uh, being your own boss. Some days I don't feel like working the system, doing my daily habits. But if I don't, I'm the one that suffers. You know, it's not like exactly. I can go to work hungover and still get paid like I did back with my previous job. Not that I went hungover. All the time. <laughs> but it's it's a very different thing. You know, it's a, di- it's a different world transitioning from the W2 mindset to an entrepreneur. And I'm curious, do you ever consider starting a podcast or doing social media because you have a great personality for it? And uh, I mean, you have a lot of connections. So I'm curious what you think about that. So I was I was thinking about getting into social media. I'm sure you saw a couple clips on my uh, TikTok of my uh, my gaming. Um, so on my free time, I love I love the game. Um, Warzone is is uh, my place to just let let go and just have fun. Um, with the boys, um, catch up with someone I've never um, talked to. Sometimes I play randoms. You talk to random people across the, the world. I play a game that you guys share on enjoying. Um, so that's that's what I like to do. Um, I've been taking clips, good clips of because I'm, I'm I, I guess I, you could say I'm, I'm pretty decent at uh, at He's gaming. <laughs> um, so I take clips of those, um, edit it um, to make it funny, or or if it's it's nice on its own, I just post it on TikTok. Um, you know, got got back one one of the videos um, had like a thousand views. Um, other ones like are averaging like five hundred views. Um, n- nothing too um, t- too crazy because I haven't been consistent in posting, and that's that's more on myself. But with social media consistency on posting and interacting with your followers, it's definitely uh, motivation on growing your audience. So I'm sure you know, um, Mister. Uh, what, what is it? 80K on TikTok. Yeah, you, you were consistent on posting. Um, I, I watched that video as well. You were consistent um, and you made sure people came back to watch more of your content. So um, but I haven't implemented that into what I want to do in, in social media just yet. Um, but down the line, for sure, I am looking looking at it because social media is definitely um, a great tool to use, especially if you're. Um, you're in real estate trying to find leads and and you if you're using that platform recording a a, a open house um, for example like you did um, could reach people from across the world or even the next state over that you couldn't talk to you, you couldn't either knock on their door and ask them hey are you looking to buy a house or sell a house etc so social media is definitely a tool to use but I, I for sure definitely will have to take advantage of it it's yeah it's all about the consistency and um one i appreciate all the support for real 
but yes. it was um that video was such an outlier i don't i'm still trying to figure out what went right with that one but you never know which will be the one and i feel like tiktok is the only platform maybe linkedin the only platform that you could take off like that that quickly so now we just got to figure out how to monetize it because right now i started social media with the intent of developing leads for real estate and uh it's working but at the same time like there's so much money to be made yeah. on youtube especially so i'm thinking long term with it and just being consistent because when you have three four people watching your videos on youtube it, it could be a bit depressing you know for sure yeah at the beginning it, it's tough um having a few people look at it but then consistency as i said keeps going and, and just that snowball effect that person sees it likes it shares it to his buddy and then that that two views turns it four views because he showed it his two buddies in that group message um but i, I feel like yours yours is um pretty pretty unique because that one video blew up and then obviously they they shared it and then the algorithm just picked it up and I, yeah TikTok is very natural on um, promoting small accounts and content. And that's, that's pretty cool. You were early on the TikTok train. I remember it was January of 2020 and you were on the couch watching TikTok. And I was like, Dude, why do you have that app? <laughs> and now it's like, it's everything. No, I, I was the same way. I was the same way. Um, before I told you to get TikTok, my other buddies told me to take, uh, get TikTok. Because what I thought of TikTok at first was a um, bunch of people dancing. Um, lip syncing videos. I mean, it was um, the previous app that before TikTok um, took over, they were a lip syncing app and, and a dancing app. Um, it re really wasn't a, a content making machine on whether you can use it to implement to build your business. Um, but it, not now it has. Um, I've seen so many clothing companies, especially grow their business from ground zero. And now they have a consistent income on fans waiting each month that they're dropping um, clothing on TikTok. And it's, it's crazy how fast TikTok has changed. But I, I was the same way. I was like, why, why would I want to download this? Not only is there is there's funny content now, but you can also use that to grow your business. And, and, and then I told you, I was like, hey, you should, you should download this. This is pretty funny. I'm not going to lie. And then now look at look at you now. You're you're grown. Um, your your account to 80,000 80, followers, you can use that to to your advantage and, and help you grow your business. Yeah, can you hear me? Yeah. Okay. Kind of low, but it, it should it should be kind of low. I thought you were being seductive for a second. <laughs> can you hear me? <laughs> yeah, yeah. All right, cool. Yeah. So yeah, I don't know what to do with the followers. Like, it's tough to transition from TikTok to YouTube or to LinkedIn, where especially LinkedIn, there's a lot of buyers and sellers because it's a professional networking space. But seeing what you did with Northwestern Mutual back in the day, I remember some of your ideas, some of your posts, and I think about that when I craft some of mine. Mm -hmm. So shout out to 2019, Chris, <laughs> Northwestern Mutual. Yeah, I, I'm not going to lie. I, when I, so, you know, you know, on LinkedIn, it also tells you like the, um, the insights on like your, your analytics on your posts, right? So when I did post like a few posts on uh, Northwestern Mutual and, and my business when I was working there, it I had like 200 connections, minimum, 200, 210. And it had like 7,000 views on that post alone, which is crazy. Like I, I, I only had 200 connections. Like if 
I, I had like 200 views. Like I can understand it because my connection saw it, but the, the way it just grew from there, because if you like something, it pops up on my feed. It says Zach Rowe likes. And then the bottom post is a post of what you liked. And so like, if you like my post, it popped up on someone else's feed that you're connected with. And that whole snowball effect I was talking about just catches up because someone else sees it on their feed, clicks on it. And it's, it's pretty cool. It's pretty cool. Yeah, man, that's organic reach is everything. So that's why I focus on LinkedIn and TikTok, especially. Uh, I mean, TikTok's in a league of its own, but LinkedIn is not far behind. Mm -hmm. I mean, just because like you described, it pops up on everyone else's feed when you like it or when I like it, whatever the case may be. And I feel like videos on LinkedIn are so underutilized. And do are you connected with my buddy, Anthony Kuko on like yes. That? Yes. He, he makes, I, I watch, I watch every single one of his uh, marketing videos as well. It, it's, it's something about it. it. It's just, it just, it's on your screen. Right. And I'm like, it, it's, I've never seen this before because videos, like you said, aren't really used and, and no one really sees videos like that on your feed. So every time that pops up, like the first time it popped up, I was like, I've never seen a video on LinkedIn. I've either seen a post with a picture either saying I would like to announce I have accepted this offer or um, <laughs> or hey, I'm guilty of it too, but um, and or like a picture of like, hey, was at this event. Um, thank you for inviting me, blah, blah, blah. But once I saw that video, I was like, wow, like I've never seen this before. Um, th this is pretty and, and he's been consistent with it, too. And uh, yeah, I, I've connected with him too. It's pretty cool. Yeah. Consistency really does compound in every single way. But he was the first one besides like Gary V uh, to really be posting on LinkedIn like that. Mm -hmm. That's what kind of drew me to it. And by the way, earlier you mentioned that in the mornings you work out, afternoons you lift. Is that what do you are you just lifting for health reasons? Are you training for something? What's your, uh, yeah. So I am lifting just for health reasons, just to be in shape, um, stay active, but I am looking to sign up for the Murph challenge. I'm not sure if you, if you know, that's a, a mile run and that, yeah. And then a hundred, uh, pull-ups, 200 push-ups, and then 300 air squats, and then a mile back to wherever the finish line is. Um, but the, the thing is, it's definitely going to be a challenge for me because my max on pull-ups is like 15, 20. So it's definitely going to be a challenge. Um, I love, I love challenges. So I, I'm de definitely looking at that down the line. I'm signing up for that um, because that's definitely something I really want to um, like complete and say I've done, even though I've only done a max of 20 pull-ups, uh, I'm, I'm determined to, to fix that and, and train to, to get a hundred and then 200 push-ups, and then 300 air squats and a mile back. Yeah, man, it's uh, I think Mitra's doing it. He uh, he got the weight vest. I actually bought a weight vest recently. Um, just how many pounds? Uh, 40. 40. You can like take some in, you can take some yeah. out. Mm -hmm. And um, you read Can't Hurt Me by David Goggins, yes, right? yes. Okay, yeah, that that book kind of like I remember you responded to when I put that book up on my Instagram story, and that book changed it all. Mm -hmm. I mean, just my whole mentality around fitness. Yeah. Um, did that book kind of play a role for you as well? Oh, 100%. Um, that book, it definitely changed my perspective on, like you, I'm pretty sure you mentioned this a lot in your videos, um, being soft. Um, stop being soft. Like it's, and, and not only that book, 
helped me because I, I was recommended that book by my my good buddy Brian. Um, he's uh, military. He's down in Georgia right now, um, training to all that good stuff. I'm not too familiar with the army stuff, but they're down there training. But he was the one that introduced me to David Goggins and then his whole book. Um, so, and I'm, I'm pretty good buddies with a, a lot of like the army guys and, and their workout, their, their regimen is, is crazy. So that's how I got into David and then just into just staying in shape and, and stop being soft. Cause these guys, cause when back at, for example, like back at Penn state, um, I was talking to Brian, he wakes up at three in the morning, every single day, get ready, pack his bags for PT for the army, um, gets back to his apartment at like five, six, shower up, goes, goes to class, 8 a.m., goes goes home, eats quick lunch, goes back to class, and then he has more training with the Army. These guys wake up, like little sleep, wake up, attack the day, come back, don't complain about anything. And then either on the weekends, um, you know, you're in college, you, you want to have some fun. I was like, hey, you're, you're out? <laughs> And they were like, yeah, I mean, it's my only day, my own, my only day off. And I'm like, yeah, true. I mean, you only do get like, what, four or five hours of sleep and then wake up doing the thing, like go, go straight to training. Like, it's crazy. These guys are, are just, it's crazy. It's just crazy. Like, it's no worse to, to even like say, like, it's wild. Yeah, man. Well, I can tell you that if you wanted to, if your life depended on you could complete the Murph right now you could complete the Murph right now. It's, <clears throat> it's not easy. I've done the Murph, not weighted though. I'm going to do the one weighted. Yeah. Um, it, you could do it. It's like Goggins talks about when you're at your absolute limit, you're 40% there. And I don't know about you, but that scares me. Like I've been to that limit. And the fact that that's only 40% there. Yeah. What are we leaving on the table? Not just in fitness, but like in life in general. Yeah. It's crazy. Our, our body is, what we think our limit is, it's not what our body and it's just our mind telling us what our limit is. Our, our body, it, it can reach it, reach so, so much, so much higher than what we think and what everyone else thinks. It's, it's, it's crazy. And what I also saw you posted another book that you're reading right now. Um, the power now, I'm pretty sure I, I recommend you that book. Um, like a couple months ago too, but that's definitely when, when you finished reading that book and you were like, your whole mindset changed and you're and then you got into i mean because i knew i knew you um did most of your spirit like your spirituality um meditation like in college i i, I remember you say hey yo can you mind do you mind just uh turn the fortnite a little down i'm trying to meditate i'm like yeah i got you but uh yeah so when i introduced you that i saw you post that and i was like yeah dude that this book is like it's perfect for you because what i got out of that book is obviously in, in the, in the, um, the title, like the power of now living in the present. I'm not sure what chapter you're on or what lesson you're on, but how, what I got out of that book was I was always looking, I wasn't the one thinking about the past, um, and, and dwelling on my decisions that I made, but, uh, but I was looking to the future and on what I want to accomplish and want to do, but that was limiting me and what I could do in the present. Because I was thinking about the future instead of doing what I want to do now, if that makes sense. No, it definitely 100% makes sense. I've been on both sides of the spectrum. Like earlier in my life, even at a young age, I would be dwelling on things in the past. And then 
college and even up until very recently, I was always focused on the future, always to a fault. But yes, this book, a buddy of mine, did you recommend it? Yeah. Because okay. uh, you, you um, on your uh, Snapchat, not Snapchat, Instagram, you said, uh, recommend me books. And, right. and yeah, yeah and right. I, I, sent, I sent it in. I was like, yo, power now. Like I'm reading that book right now. Like it's, you're going to like it. It's, it's going to, it's going to, it's because I was talking to a couple people too, when they read it, but they didn't read it and, and interpret it how you and I can, it's much more deeper. Cause if you just read the fine lines, it's, it seems simple. Hey, just stay in the present. Don't think about the past. Don't think about the future, blah, blah, blah. But like, if you think about it and if you interpret it and, and sit down and think you're doing this in your mind, like you might not think about it, you might not know it, but you're, you're doing it. And if you don't, if you just read the fine lines, oh, this, that's simple, but it's not, it's much deeper than that. So that's, that, that's, this whole book is that it's so, it's so good. It's, uh, that's why I recommended it. Yeah. Great recommendation. It's, I feel like most things in life are so simple, but by nature, us humans like to overcomplicate things. Yeah. So being that you're very focused on the present, I feel like you were comparatively speaking compared to myself, even just more present, especially in college than I was, uh, which is a great thing. What do you do currently in terms of habit, whether it's meditation or if you feel yourself being rushed, is there a technique that you use to bring yourself present? Yeah. So um, I have a technique on just writing things down. So each day I have a task, I have a list of tasks um, on what I want to complete and what I have to complete. So I do the ones that I have to do, what I have to complete, and then um, what I want to do that day. So I have a whole list. I check them off as I go. And it, it, it keeps my mind like on that sheet and, and on track on that day. I'm not thinking about what I want to do tomorrow. I'm not thinking about what I want to do two weeks down the line next year. Uh, my goals, I mean, good, good to have goals, but not always distracting what you have your list of doing what you have to do now. So that, that's what I, I um, do Just write things down. Um, have a whole list of to do lists. That, that's how I like stay in the present. That's fascinating because for me, I have a list on my phone as well of my daily to-do list and weekly goals, yearly goals. But yeah. when I constantly look at my phone like 15, 20 times a day at that list, I get stressed and then I get rushed. So it's interesting that it has the opposite effect on you. Mm -hmm. But that's very interesting to know. I also would recommend not doing it on your phone. It's something with your mind if you write it down. Because if you write it down and then check it off as you go, it's just it's something with your mind. It tricks your mind and saying, oh, nice. Completed that. Great. Nice. On to the next thing. Let's go. Like if you because like I feel like if I typed it on my phone, you can get easily distracted. Um, I'm not sure. I'm not saying you get easily distracted. But for me, I do. I would look at the list and then nice. I'll, I'll just like go, pass it by and then go on social media or, or text someone, blah, blah, blah. But like on if it's on a sheet of paper. Uh, it's right in front of me. I can't get it, get rid of it until I finish it. I check it off, cross it off, on to the next thing. And on a phone, I, I sometimes would forget it because I did start it on a phone. I was like, I'm just going to have it on my phone. It's easy. It's in my pocket. But I found it's more effective for me, especially um, on writing it down. And I'm pretty sure there's research out there as well, um, writing things down, crossing it out. And it just has something to do with your mind and, and um, tricks you on saying, is it like, is this like a reward? You cross it out. It, just, it makes you feel good. 
that, yeah, that's the natural, that uh, the natural endorphins when you yeah. cross it off the list. And uh, that's very interesting to know. I have, I mean, I journal, but I should definitely put my to do list mm -hmm. in there and see how that, I guess, how I react to it. Because whenever I'm on my phone, yeah, I do the same thing. Like, I'll go on Instagram, I'll go on TikTok, and yeah, TikTok. Five, minutes, and, you know, that those those minutes add up, you know? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I, I recommend just having a whole nother book. Keep your journal in your journal because that's what you're, you have, I'm, I'm sure you have your own format on how you, you write out your journal, blah, blah, blah. I wouldn't just add another sheet in there. I would just have a whole another book for your to-do list. Um, Cause like, you don't want it just to jam up. Cause then like you said, you might get like frustrated and you're like, fuck. Oh, I, I didn't mean to curse, but you're good. <laughs> but you're like, Oh man, you're reading your journal. You have so much, like, I'm sure you have your goals and your affirmations and, and all your good stuff in that journal. And then you have a whole nother list on your things you want to do today you're looking at both and you're, you're just so like oh you just have your own i just i recommend just having your your own book just to write it down write your to-do list and just cross it out and just have it right in front of you that's what i that's what i would do that's uh yeah i'm definitely gonna implement that but i'm curious we talked a little bit about you know spirituality and business ryan serhant if there were one person if you had a podcast for example who would you want to interview? Who would be that one person that you look up to and want to pick their brain? Wow, that's a good question. Um, wow. If I have my own podcast. I can give you mine while you think. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Just as a, a time fill. But Tony Robbins would probably be mine. The um, he, He's a – wait, wait. You said – Tony Robbins? Tony Robbins. Okay. Yeah, the uh, you can consider him like a motivational speaker, but he kind of encompasses everything: physical, spiritual, business. Is he the one? Uh, is he the one that had that special on Netflix? Yes. Okay. Okay. It. Yeah, I, I saw that. Okay, that's why I was like his his name. I, I was trying to figure out. his name sounded familiar, but um, wow, that's a good one. Um, I would definitely have to say um. That's a hard one. Wow, that's a good question. Stumped him. <laughs> yeah, got me, got me. Hmm. If I had to get one person on a podcast, on my own podcast. Second and third place would be David Goggins and Ryan Serhant. But go on. Hmm. We can come back. Yeah, come back to me. Come back to me. Okay, I'm have to think of that. That wasn't even far. That wasn't even part of the final questions. So. <laughs> We're in for a tough end of the show coming up here. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's good stuff, though, man. I, uh, I've seen the growth just hearing you talk. Like, I've seen the growth from you in terms of your habits and your work ethic. And would you say you're happier when you're working than if you're just like chilling on TikTok? Or what is your happiness like when it comes to working and business? Yeah, for sure. Um, I definitely think I'm happier um, when I'm more productive. It's something uh, I, I'm more productive. I complete something and it just makes me happy. And it's just like, oh, I, I accomplished this thing. I'm not sure. I, I forgot where I read this, but like, I'm pretty sure it was uh, Jocko. You say, wake up, make your bed. And it just makes you feel good. You finish one ta the first task of the day, making your bed. Um, and that's similar to what I do and implement throughout my day and how I become happy is just finishing what I want to do and work and just that, that's, I, I feel like that's what makes me happy. Just completing, completing, completing things. Yeah. 
Yeah, man, the to the to do list. I mean, I'm gonna be transitioning to my journal to do list tomorrow. But yeah, I hear you. It's when you look back on what you did throughout the day, it's such a great feeling because especially as an entrepreneur, like running your own company, you could be running around a thousand miles an hour, get to the end of the day and you've got nothing done. Exactly. It's all about the structure. And do you time block or how do you usually go about that? Um, I used to time block, but it depends on the work and, and the thing I have to do. Sometimes I'll, I'll have like, so when I first did it, I was like, oh, first hour, I'm going to do this, blah, 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 blah. But that might take up an hour and a half or two hours or even take less, 30 minutes, 25 minutes. So I just have it, a whole list of that day. Whatever I finish that day, I check it off. And then whatever, let's say I have like three more items that I need to get done. I That's the first three things I do the next morning, the next day. And that's on the top three list, top three things on my list for the next day. And that's how I like move. There's no timeline because I feel like if I have a put a timeline, it's, it just puts more stress on myself saying like, oh, this this I have this hour to finish blah, blah, blah. I can't I can't finish this in an hour. I, I need another hour. So then that's how that's how I usually um, manage my time and finishing on my to do list. Yeah, well, it sounds like you're very present. That's a great thing. But with that being said. Do you set goals for the year, three years? What's your goal setting strategy? So my my goal sh- uh, setting strategy is is a three year timeline. So what I want what I want to see myself in three years down the line, because um, I don't want to be too far because things can change. A month from now, what I'm saying now could could definitely switch up. My list of writing lists down could change writing on my phone or something like that. So having it, I, I have a three-year timeline, what I want to accomplish and want to do. Um, I feel like that's just like the perfect um, number. A lot of people say five, 10, 15. That's, that's too, I feel like that's, you obviously you can accomplish so much in that time frame, but things change, um, circumstances changes and, and the world changes. Like this pandemic, this past pandemic changed this whole, like this whole thing. Like people were working from home and school, we graduated on our couches, which is, Crazy. Who, who would have thought of that? You told you if you told us freshman year, you're going to be sitting in a couch or sitting in your living room with your family, graduating instead of going walking across the stage, receiving your diploma from uh, the president. Like it's 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 crazy. So things change. So I, I, a three year timeline is I think it's it's reasonable for me, but things could change. I could switch up and say what I want to do next year. Um, I do have a list of what I want to do next year, but a three-year um, goal for me, it's, it's more realistic, and that's what I, I've been doing. Have you, ever read, yeah, have you ever read Vivid Vision by Cameron Harold? Vivid, Vivid, Vivid what? Vision. I, I have not. I have not okay, yeah. I mean, you're basically doing everything he mentions in that book, so that's why I asked. But yeah, it's great to do three-year goals because it's not so short, like six months or a year, but it's not so far, like five years or ten years. So I'm curious, what are your three-year goals? Where are you going to be three years from when you set those goals? Mm, so right now, I'm a project coordinator. So three years from now, I'm seeing myself moving up um, either uh, in between of assistant project manager or a project manager within the construction management industry, development industry, um, owning at least five to 10 pro- rental properties. 
um, within that three-year um, frame. Uh, it's manageable. Um, and just being more healthy. Um, I feel like this past pandemic, being home a lot, I haven't really gone outside. I haven't really gone to the gym as much as I want to. Um, definitely change my my health to the better. And that's that's like the three main topics um, that I have for the three-year goal. And then there's just small little bullet points on like different things I want to do, like travel. Um, I want to go to um, Japan again. I want to go to Australia. But I mean, that's down the line um, when this pandemic, you know, slows down and, and travel restrictions are, you know, at ease. Well, let me know when you go to Japan because I'm trying to go to Asia for real. <laughs> uh, no, if if both of us are going to Asia together, we're going to Singapore. Singapore is that's where Crazy Rich Asians. Yep, Crazy Rich Asians was, was filmed. Um, it's it's beautiful out there. Um, just be careful. Don't bring gum because if you if you chew gum, spit on the ground, it's a it's a big penalty. Honestly, I think I was made to live in Singapore because I don't chew gum. I've never chewed gum. I know. I, I don't like gum, so I might be a perfect fit there. Yeah, I remember you telling me that because when we were watching that movie, you're like, yo, I need to go to Singapore. I was like, yeah, you, just don't, you can't chew gum because that's like the number one thing. People say like because the foreign just brings candy over and just start chewing and you spit it on the ground like they do in America. You see the black dots on, on the sidewalks and they, they hate it over there. They're, they're really eco-friendly over there. It, it's, it's a beautiful spot. Definitely on a on a list to go there yeah it's, yeah it's top of my list right now for travel but i think those goals are extremely doable especially the five you said five rental properties right yeah i think it's extremely doable i mean between section eight housing yep. and house hacking i think you could even do more but even if you only get two three rental properties that's still so much more than you're building real wealth and you're doing it the right way mm. So it's, I think it's a very valuable goal that you set. Yeah. And it's, it's a, it's another thing that's like pretty big on um, myself as well as just getting 1% better each day. Um, I'm pretty sure, I'm not sure if you know, um, Nick Bear, he, he go, he says, go one more. That's his, that's his slogan. Um, so I kind of implemented those two together, uh, getting 1% better each day. As long as I'm doing more and getting myself better than I was yesterday, I, I, I'm, I'm happy with that. And that that's, that that can can go with the answer and what makes makes me happy and how how I'm present. Yeah, it's, I think that's a great answer. I actually just came across Nick Bear recently, uh, like in the last couple of months, and yeah, he's on the same wavelength. He's he's a beast for once. Beast. Stuff he's doing. Yep. And uh, it for some reason it came out of me in a meditation. Like I was very. I mean, you remember me in college, very wanting to you know be successful and be you know a little bit strict about that mm -hmm. um but now i want to buy like an rv obviously make my businesses self-sustaining and then travel the country and compete in these races like kind of how goggins does it and nick bear especially. yeah yeah so, yeah bear, it's crazy yeah he's a yeah i'm not sure if you have you um kept up with his recent um challenge that he did the the leadville 100 is that the 100 miler yeah I did not watch the video, but I saw him on Instagram. Yeah, yeah, it's it's crazy. Um, from from the prep that he did all the way to the end, um, and the team that he had. Not only because the thing people don't understand is he's also running a multi million dollar company, a supplement company, and training for a hundred mile race. Um, 
it, it's crazy uh, how much time that has to be put into um, like the training, um, let alone the business. So that his time management um, is is crazy. That's definitely back to your question. One of the, one of the guys I would love to have on my podcast, but I think that number two, but my number one is uh, Matthew McConaughey. As, okay. as my my number one because I'm currently reading his book Green Lights. It, it's pretty it's pretty good. That's on the list. Yeah, I I know he went on Bigger Pockets and Joe Rogan uh, talking about it, promoting his book, but I have not yet read it. But I've heard great things. Yeah, it, it's gets it gets a different side and and how he thinks and from from when he started um, in California and how he started in acting. Um, that's where I'm at right now. Um, but uh, it's it's just put yourself in his shoes. And I like, I like the book is good so far. I, I'll definitely have to recommend it to you after I finish it to talk to you about it. Yeah, man. Do you set like a number of books you want to read in a year? Or are you tracking that? What do you do? No, I, I don't. I just use usually just whatever book comes to mind. Um, whatever I see, whether I'm watching on social media or one of your books, I'm pretty sure you recommend it. One of your books on um, your Instagram. And I, I'm pretty sure I read one of your books. I forgot what it was. Um, but I, I have the Kindle app on my phone. I just, I just get it on there and just when I'm on my free time, just flip through the pages, read it. Um, but then I started getting audiobooks, which is a lot quicker when I'm either not listening to podcasts on a ride to work. I put that on, just listen to someone read the book to me. So it's good stuff right there, man. Yeah. It's I, only audiobook I've consumed so far was Goggins because I know he, he did it a little bit differently. With yeah. His audiobook. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's, it's all valuable stuff, man. Yeah, Nick Bear is kind of doing what I want to be doing because I want to sure. do a 100 miler. Uh, I'm doing a marathon. I'm doing an Ironman coming up in about eight months. And uh, it, it all stems from Goggins, man. Fitness is like the anchor that holds my world together because I can be, you know, angry if I don't get yeah. this energy out, you know? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Because that's, that's definitely a way to, to let it all go without um, sending harm to yourself or anyone else. So 100%. Wait, you're doing the marathon first, right? You said marathon first, yeah. Ironman, and then January, then the Ironman, and then I want to do a 100 miler about a year. You want to do the Leadville one or are you, what are you thinking? I'm open to anything, man. That's awesome. That's awesome. Well, you have a, a goal on what time you want to finish the marathon by? Under 315. That's doable. Yeah, I, I've seen you run. Yes, it is doable. It's uh for me, it's all mental, and I need to stretch. Like I got hurt because I wasn't stretching enough. But we're back, we're healthy, and we're stretching, so it's all good, bro. Are you lifting too? Yeah, I'm lifting three times a week as well, and either the morning or the evening it depends on the weather because I'm not trying to run in Carolina hurricanes you know yeah true yeah because uh because if you because i'm pretty sure um nick talked this talked about it in his uh youtube video um lifting lifting and and keeping your uh joints strong because if you're running a lot you're putting a lot of pressure on it and if you're lifting it it it, like balances it out and and keeps your joints strong and when you're running it's it won't hurt you won't get hurt that's a great point yeah craig kirlop he uh he mentioned the same exact thing. I was like, I should look into that. Yeah. Yeah. The research backs it up. So yes, mm-hmm. I've uh, incorporated lifting back in. Yeah. Cause that's like another myth. People, people um, were talking about um, like, Oh, if you lift, you're just going to get heavier and you're just going to be slower. 
I'm like, I mean, depends on what you're doing. If you're doing it just to gain muscle, maybe, but if you're doing it to keep your joints strong and so you don't hurt yourself when you do run, that's that's a whole different ball game, a whole different research. Yeah, no, hundred percent. I feel like Goggins, I'm like Goggins and Nick Bear. I have more of a, bo- a body like Goggins in terms of like skinny legs, lean physique. But Nick Bear, it's even more impressive because like, yeah. he's a tank. Yeah, yeah, a literal tank. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, he was an Army Ranger as well too. It's it's these military guys, man. Their mindset is crazy. It's just different compared to a just a regular person. Yeah, man, just built different. But hey. This has been great. Let's get to the final four. Do you have questions ready or am I going to stump you? Yeah, again? yeah, yeah. I, I, got, I got a couple questions ready. All right. Well, let, me, let me get you with one of these first. Okay. All right. So if you could give yourself, your 18-year-old self, advice, knowing what you know now, what would you say? My 18-year-old self, what would I know now? So I would say take your time. Um, I, I really kind of rushed into what I wanted to do, um, from outside sources and just myself too. Um, cause not many people know, like I, my, not, I didn't want to be in the medical field. My parents wanted to be in the medical field. They wanted me to be a doctor or or a nurse or being a pharmacist. Stereotype, but go on. Exactly. Um, (laughs) um, but that wasn't for me. And I was just so rushed and I'm like, what what should I research? What what should I um what should I major in? And I never really took the time to sit back, relax. I have time. I'm I'm 18 years old. You have a whole like I changed two majors in that four year span at Penn State. Um, worked three to four different jobs, different industries too. I was a bartender. Um, and that was, that was pretty cool as, as a little side gig. It's crazy. It, like, just take your time. You'll find what you like, what you love, um, and then once you find what you love, uh, be one hundred percent good at it. Make money. Be happy. That's that's what I would tell myself if I was eighteen. Just take your time. Take it slow. No need to rush. You're still young. You don't have to figure everything out that moment. Beautifully said, man. Yeah, patience is patience is hard to come by, but it's I think usually number one the most valuable trait that we could all have i mean you're 24 i'm 24 it's we're still young so i mean we can still take that advice yeah for sure 100 percent. all right so my question for you um you know with your new role and everything as a um, real estate agent um what's the what's your biggest challenge you have so far and how are you overcoming it option overload is the biggest obstacle I think for any real estate agent. There are so many different things that you can be doing to generate leads and to work on your business. But if you do everything, you're not gonna do anything well. So for me, it's a matter of picking what I wanna use as my lead generation sources, working on my craft and practicing on my own time and um, just becoming really good at those one or two things. And for me, it's open houses and door knocking the neighbors and inviting them to the open houses because you make a lot of great connections. Plus, people in the South are a lot friendlier than yeah. the North. So I've heard that more, for yeah, sure. They're much more agreeable. <laughs> so I would just say option overload. Pick what you want to pick what you think will make the most impact and become good at it. Nice, nice, nice. I like that. Yeah, that, that, that kind of correlates into what I was saying. Pick picking one thing that you that you're good at 
be a hundred times better at it, be good good at it, and then it'll just it'll just work for you. Yeah, I feel like that could be applied to like anything. Anything. But, yeah. yeah man. So your next question. I know we talked a little bit about the Murph, but what is one thing that scares you that you'll be able to do in 2021? One thing that scared me. Wait, wait, repeat that question. You mean 2022? You mean? Yeah, so by the end of this year, in the next. Yeah, oh, by the end. Nine weeks. Um, I would have to say doing more than 20 uh, pull-ups. Um, training, uh, like, it's just, it's just crazy because my, the way I'm, I'm just weighted is just, I can't, I can't like do it. Um, so I've been, I've been training for that. So I feel like that, that's going to shock me, um, down the line. Cause by the end of that, I'm definitely going to be at least do 50. And then by next year, I'll, I'll definitely hit a hundred pull-ups. Um, and then hopefully compete in the Murph challenge and, and finish that. Is there like places people go to do the Murph? Yeah, there, there's different events. Um, uh, I'm pretty sure there's one in, uh, Virginia, but there, there's different there are different events too because I'm pretty sure I was looking at one in California as well, close to where um, one of my cousins live. I might I might do that. But uh, it, there's challenges uh, all over the world um, for that for sure. You just type in because there's a website for it. You can type in um, Murph Challenge and it's its own website, and uh, it should tell you when events to sign up and everything like that. I'm definitely gonna look into that. Yeah, I've done the unweighted Murph before. It sucked. Like, I mean, yeah. it was a great workout, but it was tough. Yeah. The weighted, it's going to be crazy because I can't do pull-ups with no uh, weighted. Like, I can't do, like, a lot of pull-ups with, without uh, uh, weighted weighted vest. So putting that thing is just a whole other challenge. And that that's definitely going to scare me. Like, putting more weight on my body and pulling it up, that's, that's definitely going to be a challenge. I think that's the challenge I'll leave with you. Get that done in 2000. You do. You could do that. 2000. It's not sure. You could do it. So for sure. In the next nine weeks, even if it's unweighted, you got this. 100%. All right. And my last question for you that I have here, what keeps you inspired? I know we talked about when I was mentioning, I was going to ask you what keeps you motivated, but I feel like that's more of a short term, um, like, um, idea. So I, I, I'm like, to ask what keeps you inspired that's more of a a long term and, and that, that's in the back of your head what keeps you inspired that's a great question freedom i've been micromanaged before and i know how that feels i've had obligations that i didn't want to do and i know how that feels and that's like my biggest fear in life is being trapped in whatever the case may be it's a job a marriage whatever so freedom is what motivates me and honestly for me discipline is so is, is everything like i'm going to do it anyway but whenever i'm feeling down i think about my past experiences where i wasn't free and uh that motivates me great answer love that yes sir but hey seriously it was a real pleasure having you on thank you and, uh, thank you yeah. thank you for having me yeah man i'm happy to see all the growth that you've had for real it seems like you've uh turned it up a notch and i respect that Likewise, likewise. Nice, man. And before we wrap up here, what do you want to shout out? Where can people find out more about you? Um, I'm pretty big on uh, social media, but uh, but the number one thing is Instagram. I'm pretty active on Instagram. It's going to be at Chris Lee. 
Um, just one E in, at the end because I'm unique, you know. Yeah, sure. So Chris L E, and that's it. Find me on Instagram, and hopefully I'll grow on other social medias like TikTok, and you'll definitely you'll definitely hear my name. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Consistency, man. But I will link your Instagram and your TikTok below, and uh, definitely gotta run this back and visit South Carolina when you uh, when you get a chance. For sure. For sure. I will. I'll, I'll definitely uh, hit you up. All right, man. It's been a pleasure, my friend. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Yes, sir. I'll talk to you soon.